dog. Hey, Karen. So, our lovely listeners, we still are having technical difficulties. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you are extra lovely for putting up with it. Yes. So, once again, we might lose Doug. I might have to carry things for a little bit. But you know how that goes? We just, we, we wing it, and, and we do it, and we're all good. Yes. Occasionally, you again might hear me uh, disappear for five to ten seconds at a time, which some might consider God's work. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> and I'll sit here and just prattle on and on, and then I'll be like, Doug. Yes. Doug, you, will, Doug. you will be gifted more Karen. That's what you Aww. get. Yeah. Aww. So happy almost end of decade, new decade. Yeah, by the time you're listening to this, it will either be New Year's Eve or into the new year. So happy new year, happy new decade, happy time to start over. I know. I'm kind of looking forward to, and I, you know, I'm, I'm usually not one of those people that sort of <coughs> tracks time like this, you know, but I have to say I'm kind of feeling a bit of a relief to move into a new decade. I'm, yeah, I'm in a good place for a reset. Can you believe Y2K was 20 years ago, though? Oh, look, we lost Doug. Of course, it's Y2K all over again. It's, yes, and what's funny is I said I'm ready for a reset, and, and this is the reset. Reset. Yeah. Well, what I had said was, I, I can't believe that it's been 20 years since Y2K. I do that mental math all the time. I was like, I can't believe we're 20 years in. How did this happen? I, I can't believe it's already a whole decade has gone by since the last time I saw all those, like, end-of-decade pieces. I've been ignoring them. Oh, I have been, too. Because I thought about writing a few, and then I was like, no, because it's arbitrary and stupid. Yeah, I mean, like, because I don't even remember what the fuck was going on 10 years ago. Um, less people were complaining. <laughs> That's what was happening. Oh, well, there you go. God bless 2010. What the hell happened in 2010? What was 2010's big, like... We were, we were starting to recover from the Great Recession, and Obama was in office, and that was kind of it. Oh, so those were the halcyon days. Yeah, there I, it goes. I gave you an answer, and I guess you didn't hear it. Oh, well, you said Obama was in office, and it was the, uh, we were starting to claw our way out of the Great Recession. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that, those were, like, the big things. Yes, and I said that those were the halcyon days. Yeah, they really were. They really were. Okay, so now we're going to, like, go back in the we're time We're going to go back further than further. Y2K. <laughs> we're going back to 1995, and I think I'm going to do what I've been trying not to do, which is talk really fast. Because I don't want to go, like, get cut off mid-sentence. Um, so, do you know what this episode, Free Kimmy, is significant for? No. You wouldn't, because it's a personal thing and not, like, a life thing. Oh. <laughs> okay, tell me. This is the episode that I started re-watching the show in real time for. Okay, why? Well... I will tell you when we get to it during the recap. Okay. Because the only thing that I can think of is that it's because Amanda is now wearing brightly colored mat like suits. And yeah. they're shiny. Yeah. She's wearing bright, uh, shiny suits. Well, uh, I think you didn't hear me say, I will tell you when we get to it in the recap. Yes. Because um, there is one, one of what I consider the all-time great 
uh, Melrose moments and like one of the few that's post season three. This happens in this episode, which is kind of otherwise very unremarkable. Um, except for but, Amanda's suits. Except for Amanda's suits and and a photo of Amanda at the end of the episode that I also have a comment about. Okay. Um, um, but no, so we'll get to the thing that that I think is an all time great moment, and otherwise it's. Uh, it's kind of a whatever episode in a lot of ways. Or, or no, it's an episode with with story directions that disappoint me. Okay, well, um, we're, we're you had said we're at three Kimmy is the name of the episode. We're season four, episode eleven, and the cold open is at a funeral home with a casket. Yeah, which doesn't really make any sense to me, especially because we'll find out that. There's another funeral that's happening for Jack Parisi, too. Right. So we're in a funeral home. There's a casket. We don't open the casket. Maybe Jack's not dead. Um, Amanda shows up. She's wearing a pink suit, and it's very shiny, um, which is just very inappropriate for, for a funeral, but that's okay. Um, she's standing at the casket. She looks, I don't know if forlorn is the word, but she doesn't look happy. And that lawyer sneaks up on her. That redheaded lawyer. Yeah. And she, ba- and she has to sign a form because they're going to ship the body to Miami. And as the wife, she needs to sign the form. And then basically at the end of this, this is all a setup so that the lawyer can make a threat. Yeah. Basically saying, like, I know what's going on. Right. And so it was like sort of like he says something like, it could be next time I see you, it could be you in that casket. There's yeah. your threat. Right. Um, so basically my question at the end of this was. I was totally expecting them to leave this storyline hanging. Like, Amanda's life just got threatened, and yodel, 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 we never hear about it again. But that doesn't seem to be the case. No. It's not what you think. It's worse. So, just teasing that for a little bit later in the episode. Um, so from the funeral parlor, we're going to Peter and Michael's office, um, <laughs> where Kimberly's there. Okay. When did Peter become a psychiatrist? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't think he really is, but you know, we can run fast and loose with whatever we need to, if the storyline dictates, right? R- right. So basically now, instead of Peter being Kimberly's friend, confidant, surrogate Ad- brother, advocate, he now has hour-long therapy sessions with her and basically is like, well, our hour is up. We lost dog here. Hold on a second, guys. I'm here now. Okay, you're here now. Um, I was saying the hour-long therapy sessions where at the end of it he says to Kimberly, well, our hour is up. And I'm like, what is going on here? You're an MD. You're not a psychiatrist. Well, I mean, right. they're I MDs, like, but I it's thought, a different one. I thought maybe he was, like, being funny at first. But, no, this is, like, the truth of what was going on. Yeah, he's, like, giving her therapy, which is weird because he's not yeah, a therapist. Yeah, mm. Anyway, um, so, basically, Kimberly wants the bracelet off. Now, Kimberly is now obsessed with the bracelet, the bracelet that she um, George foreman off her arm yeah. a couple episodes ago. It's now back on the other arm. Her wrist is still wrapped up. And... Um, and she wants the bracelet off, and she is going to make Peter's life miserable until he gets it so that she no longer has to wear this bracelet. Um, Doug's back. I'm here. Whatever you said, I agree. Right. Okay. Um, and, and so 
in the middle of this argument that they're having about the bracelet and I got you on work release, isn't that enough? And no, it's not. And blah, blah, blah. Amanda calls. And apparently Peter and Amanda spent the night together and Amanda snuck out. Um, now Amanda wants to talk to Peter. Um, but like, she sounds all like jealous because Kimberly's there. Yeah. And, and then she's like, well, call me Peter when you can spare the time. But like, she's kind of like wants to talk to Peter to dump him. Right. Yes. Yeah. She, yes. And he's, he's all in and she's not, but the, but like the whole thing is, is like, she, she keeps acting annoyed and he keeps acting annoyed with Kimberly. Like this is a frustrating triangle and it's not a triangle. No, there is no triangle. Like, Amanda either wants Peter or doesn't want Peter, and Peter is not interested in Kimberly, and that's kind of it. Well, at the end of the, this sort of scene, then we have Kimberly trying to psychoanalyze Peter, which was actually really funny, because she is a radio shrink now, nice. and she basically is like, well, you have a hero complex, um, and, and he basically is like, yeah, time to cut the cord. So... I think that their time together is limited at this point. I mean, are you predicting? Yes. Um, yeah, I do kind of think they're weaning off the stupid-ass storyline. Okay, good, finally. So when they exit the office, we see Sid. She's out there spraying the flowers with something. We hope it's water. <laughs> and this is when we find out she's throwing a surprise party for Michael's birthday the next day. And she wants Peter to go she invites peter and she basically is like and you have to bring a present and she tells him what present he's bringing can you tell us doug um i can just ask the question again (laughs) (laughs) what present is did sydney tell peter to bring to michael's party oh Oh, shit. What did she say? Oh, can I get a hint? No, I won't know what I mean. <laughs> you give up? <laughs> I give up. Okay. She basically wants Michael, she wants Peter to change the partnership agreement. And she wants Peter to get more, she wants Michael to get Michael. more of a cut of the business. And she's basically like trying to blackmail Peter into doing it because he's like, no, that's not going to happen. And she's like, remember who has the tape? Of yes. you and uh, you and Amanda plotting murder. Sid is the worst blackmail artist ever. I know she really is, because he was like, "Yeah, no, that's not going to happen." Um. So, so that that's where we. So we're leaving Los Angeles. We're yeah, apparently. Apparently, my connection doesn't prove of Sid's blackmailing schemes either. <laughs> Doug, Doug literally left Los Angeles, left the block for a minute. <laughs> To go to Mexico, where um, Allison is swimming again. <laughs> Allison, I swear to God, Allison never used the pool on Melrose Place. Every time we turn around, now she's in a pool. Um, so well, Haley, Yeah, it's a nice pool. It's a it nice resort. A nice pool. It is a very nice resort. Haley, Haley and Allison have been married three days. Remember, last episode, they wrapped it with this beautiful wedding in Mexico between Allison and Haley. And basically, the resort they're at, Haley owns. Allison had no idea. And um, oh. Haley is essentially working on their um, honeymoon. 
Yeah. And um, and he like sort of steps away from Allison to like go be with like this general manager of the resort person, and but he gets a little testy. But literally, only goes steps away. Yeah. And she can see him lose his temper. Yeah. Yeah. And he like he like literally is like a kind of like borderline abusive jackass to like this poor manager guy who like runs his resort, and and he and and Allison's kind of like watching this whole thing in horror. And when yeah. he comes back, he's just like, oh, I think I've been out in the sun too long. Takes off his shirt and dives in the pool. And Allison's yeah. just kind of standing there with her mouth open like, what just happened? Again. 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 Um, so while Allison is on vacation in Mexico, the Hawaiian getaway seems to be over because Joe and Richard walk into Hart Mancini together. Um, where they are confronted by all of Joe's photography equipment and darkroom equipment all packed up in the office. <laughs> um, and, and Joe's like, why is all my shit here? And Jane's like, because you're fired. And Richard's like, I don't have his business. She is not. And then they have like this little thing. And, and Richard's like, Joe, I'll be in the, I'll be here in a minute to help you unpack your stuff and and like he ha- he has words with Jane and Jane's like, "Well, fine, she can stay, but she's not photographing any of my designs." Right. Well, okay. Like like Jane, uh, okay, this isn't how business works. Yeah. It doesn't work like that, Jane. But anyway, we're going to head on over to Shooters now where I don't know, Shelly gives Jake a key to an apartment or a, I don't know, motel or wherever she's staying. Um, yeah, it's like a house in the hills, right? I don't know what it was. It sounded like it was like out in the middle of nowhere, though, in the way that she said it. Maybe she said the hills and I just sort of like was like, I don't know, often like the hills are alive with the sound of music land. Maybe. Of the I Hollywood mean, hills. she didn't technically specify what hills, so it really could be anywhere. It really like I was picturing bears. Like, oh. I was like, oh, Shelly's living with the I bears. I would want to have seen that then, so. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was like, Shelly's living with bears? I don't understand. Anyway. Um, Jake don't want a key. He's a little like, why are you giving me a key? Um, and then, and he's like, I don't want to shack up with you. And she's like, she's all like, I'm not asking you to shack up and whatever, Jake. And then Jake asks her to go to Michael's party with him. Um, and that's when Matt shows up. Yes, med school Matt. Med school Matt needs a jobby job. Yeah. So first choice, of course, would be a bar. Yeah. And so he needs part-time work just while he's in school because even though the settlement that he got co- is money, it's only going to be able to cover his tuition. And medical school, he needs a job so he can pay for food and, you know, his rent. expensive rent at Melrose Place and all of that. Because we know Amanda is not a forgiving landlord. No, she is not. And so um, so Shelly is kind of, I don't know, Shelly had said something right before to Jake about, like, those people aren't your friends. They just are using you. And then in well, walks also- Matt, and he's like, Give me a, can I have a job? <laughs> <laughs> but it's Matt. Matt doesn't use anyone. Matt's so sweet. We love yeah, Matt. Matt. And Matt gets very little out of this, including guests attending his own father's funeral. Yeah, I mean, Matt's basically like, like Matt deserves everything. They deserve yeah. nothing. Matt deserves everything. Give the, give the poor man a job. 
Yeah, um, I mean, like, he's willing to show up and do actual work. Yes, give him the job. Yes, exactly. He's not blackmailing you. He's asking you for it. Yes. So he's basically hired. He's going to wait tables at shooters, which I think yeah. is a good thing. I think Jake needs more Matt in his life, and God knows we need more Matt on the screen. Absolutely. Amen to both. Yes. We're going back to Mexico now. It's now evening. Allison's tottering around with what looks like a glass of wine, which is odd. Um, Doug, are you back with us? I'm here. I'm here, but I don't know what you said was odd. I said, I said what was odd was Allison's. It's evening at the resort. Allison's tottering around with oddly a glass of wine. Okay. This was the thing I wasn't clear on. So, yes, she's looking for new husband Haley carrying this glass of wine, but it's a wine glass. So I'm like, is that white wine in the glass or is it water? Because then she carries it from inside to outside when she's looking for Haley. And I'm like, if it's wine, why are you drinking it? But if it's water, just leave the glass down and keep walking outside. You don't need to hold it. So I'm not clear. And it's only so she can drop it a minute later. Yeah, absolutely not clear why she's carrying a glass of wine, if it's even wine in it. Who knows? But the bottom line, she's an alcoholic. She's not supposed to be drinking, and it looks like she might be drinking. Anyway, Haley's by the pool. We lost. Doug so again. I'm back, and I'll, I'll just I'll just agree with whatever you said. Okay, great. Um, Which Haley, I'm gonna. Haley's by the pool, apparently. So Allison has to go out and look for him, and that's when she overhears he's talking once again to the poor poor manager and and basically Haley is in debt to up to his eyeballs and um and the, and and I guess they got an offer for somebody to buy the um the resort and Haley is like absolutely not I'm not going to sell it for that you know little money and and he's fighting with any and and if and manager person I'll 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 leave you on the docks where I found you or something like that. And it was all very, like, weird and threatening. Yeah, bad all around. Bad all around. And is that when she dropped the wine glass? Well, um, yeah, the guy from inside comes to Allison, and he, I didn't even understand why he's there. He's like, oh, I just wanted to see if you found Haley. And then all of a sudden, like, Haley's done with his conversation. He comes over to Allison that's what startles her, and she drops the glass. The whole thing is done for effect, and it doesn't really work. No, it doesn't but, work. But at we all. get the message: like this marriage is already not off to a good start. Right, right. And 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 Haley is basically now cutting short their honeymoon. He, they want he wants to go home. Right. Okay, so we're at Melrose Place now, and we have not seen Brooke and Billy. So now is a good time. We might as well go see him. It looks like Billy's come coming back from the gym. Brooke's Looks like Billy playing. is coming back from, like, flash dance class, actually, but yeah. Oh, maybe Rhonda was teaching. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Oh, Rhonda. Um, and so uh, Brooke has been trying to reach Daddy in Mexico, and Billy makes her hang up. And, um, I mean, it's basically all, like, you know, they're fighting. They're, they're just yeah, fighting. Yeah there's, yeah, there's discord, and she's still grossly obsessed with her dad. He should not be like, hang up the phone. He should be like, and stop calling him daddy. Yeah, yeah. And basically, he's like, you know, and he tells, uh, you know, Billy Billy tells Brooke, I'm going to make you apologize for your behavior towards Allison. And she's like, well, you're still in love with her. And he's like, you're going to be a mother. Act like one. I mean, it was just bad acting all around. That, too. 
It was just a really bad acting, really bad scene. So moving on, we're going to go to Miami. This is where Jack Parisi's body has been flown. Funeral number two or memorial number two or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So now we're definitely at the funeral and Jack's brother, Bobby, notice their names. They were named after the Kennedys. Comes up later. Comes up later. Um, Who apparently works at the Pentagon. He went from like being a like a mobster's kid to working in the Pentagon. Um, he, he shows up for this funeral and, oh my God, did we have a massive, did you catch the massive Melrose Place time warp? I'm back. Oh, I didn't No, did you catch the massive Melrose Place time warp in this, um, in, in this scene? Um, no, I caught one sort of later where they skipped a bunch, but no, no, I don't think so. Oh, well, to bring um, Brother Bobby up to speed, the the lawyer says like says something about uh, Jack's wife Amanda, and Bobby of course looks surprised because you know Amanda's because dad, presumed right? Dead. Yeah. Presumed dad, and so the lawyer is like, "Yeah, she faked her own death, and then a few weeks later, he found her in L.A." <laughs> and I was yeah. like, "What? What?" But she had, like, years. She's been on Melrose Place for years. Yeah, years. a few weeks is, like, 352, according to, to him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. so a few weeks later, Jack finds her. No. And I was like, wow, that is quite a Melrose. That's the biggest time warp we've had. Oh, yeah. Yes, for sure. And who is the, who is the actor playing the dad? Funny you ask. He was on the show Rhoda the spinoff of Mary Tyler Moore show. Um, and his character was the one that they married Rhoda off to in the very beginning of the series. Right. David Groh, G-R-O-H. Now, what happened with the show was everyone liked Rhoda when she was single. So the big mistake with the big spinoff was that they married her off and eventually they had to divorce them. Oh, that's sad. He must have been in other things, though, too, right? I mean, yeah, I kind, probably, he's like I one of those actors. Played, I think he probably played a lot of Italian dads, mob dad kind of things before the show. Right, right, right. Um, so, um, let's see what we got here. Um, moving on. Okay, now we're going to go to Haley's mansion. Ooh. Um, and, and I just want to point out, there were a lot of limos in this episode. You know, you're right. Just saying. Um, so Allison and Haley roll up in the old limo and he carries her across the threshold. Um, and they run right into Brooke. Yeah. (laughs) She's in the house waiting for him, waiting for daddy, waiting for daddy where she apologizes. Um, oh, this was kind of a really great scene actually, because she apologizes for being so awful. Um, and then Allison seems to get a spine for a second and she's kind of like, yes, Thank you, Brooke. And she's kind of like a little bit of the bitchy stepmom there going on. And then, and then this is where it got good, where, you know, Brooke is like, takes the knife, plunges it in and twists it. Um, She tells them about the baby and she says, you're both going to make great grandparents. (laughs) You know, Allison is like Brooke's age. Um, Yeah. And and she basically is, I just want to double check now that my my child is not going to have to Share the inheritance with any children you and Allison might have. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that's what you're worried about, Brooke? 
Um, and Haley is like, oh, well, we're not planning on having kids, so don't worry, the inheritance is safe. And, you know. Yeah, surprise, Allison. Yeah, yeah. Made without you. Allison looks a little shocked, and then Brooke kind of says to her, well, I, Allison, can I call you mom? <laughs> all a very weird kind of delicious scene going on there where she was like ultra bitchy um are you ready to go to a 60s party uh, as ready as I'll ever be because the that's 60s a, birthday party a 60s birthday party because that's what's happening at the beach house uh, Michael's beach house where Sydney has commandeered the home and turned it into a groovy party for Michael it's a 60s themed birthday party because he was born in the 60s um, and he, oh, hang on, guys, we've lost Doug for a minute. No, I'm back. Okay. By the time you hear that, thing, it probably means I'm typically back. Okay, so, um, so it's a groovy 60s party, and all the, there are all these people, and I don't know who they are. Who knew Michael had all those friends? No, who are all these people? It's more people than we're at Billy and Brooke's wedding. It's more people than we're at Billy and Allison's wedding. It's more people than we're at Matt's dad's funeral, because it's more than one it's like who are all these people and it's michael's 29th birthday right because she's like you were born in 66 and this is 95 i'm like this who are you and you're at kimberly's house i know i know all of these people and i was like who are they not only are there all these strangers but it's like everybody from melrose places jane's there and she can't stand sydney or michael but jane's there um joe is there with richard um Amanda's there. Why is Amanda there? Um, oh. Oh, oh, he's back. You're back? I'm back. Yeah, oh. I was just talking about drunk Jane and Jake and Shelly being there. Yeah, yeah, that's who was there, Jake and Shelly. So it's like everybody from Elvish Place is there, who, and none of them like Michael, yet here they are. Um, okay, so Michael's surprise. He kisses Sid. He seems genuinely touched that she did this for him. Um, meanwhile, uh, Jake and Jane are doing shots together, and I can't tell if Shelly wants a threesome or if she's getting jealous. I think she's getting annoyed. But she says she likes Jane because Jane's not a snob like everybody else. Yeah, no, she did. But I think, like, this is really kind of a new angle that we've not seen of Jane before, which is kind of a bit more fun, actually. Yeah, she is fun. Although she is coming on a bit to Jake. Yeah, she is. Which I'm okay with. I'm fine with that, too. And then, um... Uh... Oh, so, during... So, so during this, um... Party, Peter talks to Michael about Sid's blackmail. And, um... Michael, like, laughs at it. And he's like, oh, look at all the sweet things Sydney does for me. Um, and... Peter basically threatens to end the partnership if he doesn't rein Sid in and, you know, Sid needs to, like, let the blackmail go. And, um, and at the party, uh, Kimberly beats Peter and while he's yeah. trying to talk to Amanda. And Amanda's like, Kimberly, was that Kimberly? And Peter's like, who else? But that's when we find, like, you know, anyway, that, that's <laughs> the party. Did I miss anything? Only that there was a peace sign on the cake. There was a peace sign on the cake. Oh, and there were little, um, what are they called? The, the hot dogs wrapped in, like... Pigs in a blanket? Crescent rolls. Pigs in a blanket, thank you. Oh, oh, well, since you mentioned that, that is what I'm going to be having all New Year's Eve. 
Alyssa and I go to her parents, and her mom makes bunches of pigs in a blanket, and that is going to be our dinner tomorrow night. Ooh, do you like them? Yeah, I love them! Okay, good. Yeah, that wasn't a complaint. That was like, we look forward to it all year. Oh, because you can have pigs in a blanket? Yeah. How, where do you get those teeny tiny hot dogs? Um, like Costco? I don't know. They they always come ready-made. I don't think she's going to actually, like, cut up rolls or anything and make them. Oh, like the, like the pigs in a blanket? Because, like, you know, you can take, like, Pillsbury Crescent rolls. I mean, oh, yeah, and roll them down, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you don't, like, that's not a pig in a blanket because it's, like, a giant pig in a blanket. I, I guess, I don't, I don't know, what is there a giant, like, like, the, the smaller ones are kind of like the, the pork belt. Uh, the, the... You can remold them, right? I mean, I guess you could cut them down. I don't, I feel like we're talking about two totally different things. Mm-hmm. You can remold. You can remold the them down, right? Just smaller little blankies. Well, I guess so, but like you know, why have a pork belly, a pot belly pig when you could have a babe? Uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> but we were funny. But we're not going to move on yet because Alyssa once said, "Why is it I can have like one or two hot dogs max and be full?" But I can have, like, 50 pigs in a blanket, and we do not know the answer. I could not tell you that, but she is not wrong. She isn't wrong, but not uh, wrong. I will be having, like, 100 of those. Well, enjoy. Thank you. I'll so, let you know uh, how it goes on the other side. Do you do ketchup and mustard? Do you do barbecue sauce? Some people do barbecue sauce. Do you do horseradish? Do you dip? What, or straight? I don't need to dip, but I think if I do, it'll be mustard. Mm, that sounds good. Spicy or yellow? I oh my! It's like a cliffy. We lost Doug. We don't know. We don't know. Mustard. Mustard. No, mustard. we don't know if it's spicy or yellow. Oh, it uh, can't be too spicy. I can't handle too much spice, so yellow probably. No, like a like a Dijon, but not spicy. Oh, I love spicy. Okay. Um, so, okay, so is this when Peter has left Michael's party, or is there something before that? Um, well, we go to Haley's house, where Allison's cleaning the kitchen. Oh, this is where in the kitchen. Allison's okay. the only one not at Michael's party. Can we just point that out? Um, oh, and yeah, Brooke I would say... Are Brooke and no, Billy Brooke and Billy aren't there. Uh, they're, I didn't they're see not Brooke there. Okay. Um, and she basically confronts Haley about his secrets, and she's like, secrets ruined my life before. Uh, I can't have any secrets with you, and and we need to talk about the no kids thing, and so, and he so promises I, no more secrets. So I want to pause there because I actually had to ask. I was like, wait, how did secrets nearly kill her, or how did secrets do her in before? And uh, Alyssa, did you lose me? I uh, no, you just oh. said Alyssa, and then and then we and then you stopped. Okay, so I'm back. So. I, so I was, Alyssa was like, well, I think it was the secrets about what her dad did and how it destroyed her relationship with Billy. And I was like, oh, I thought it was how Kimberly secretly put a bomb in her apartment and never told her about it. So many secrets almost there derailed are, Allison's life. It, it could have been any of them. It could, it's not like I don't co-host a Melrose Place podcast. I'm aware of her history. I just wasn't quite sure what secrets she was referring to. There were some, and then there was her secret alcoholism. That almost yeah. ruined her life. Um, yeah, I'm, 
Yeah, maybe the secret is out now because she might just be drinking in the open in Mexico. I don't know. Yeah, so, I mean, so lots of secrets have almost ruined Allison's life. Um, but she has good reason to be mad at, at Haley and all of his, his moods and withholding and decisions, yes. Absolutely. And so Haley is like, no more secrets. And you want kids? We'll have kids. Now, he's not thinking, what about the inheritance? No, he's not. Or is he so flat broke, there ain't no inheritance, and he's just like, yeah, yeah, whatever, Brooke, snicker, snicker, there's no money there for you and that baby. Uh-huh. It, 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 it might be something to that. There's possibility right there. Okay, we're going to go to Mallory's place where we've got the pool again, and Kimberly is swimming. Kimberly is swimming in the pool. Um, and that's when Peter shows up, and he's like, what do you want? And she's like, hi. And he's like, you beeped me. You took me away from the party. You took me away from Amanda. And and she's like, well, I had an anxiety attack, but I'm all better now. And basically, you know, she basically she's just like, I want the bracelet off. And, and, and until I have my freedom, Peter, you will not have yours. So this is like incentive that she's just going to like call him and cry wolf every time um, until that bracelet is off of her yeah yeah all right so the next spoiler alert it's gonna work (laughs) it is gonna work it is gonna work um so we're still on melrose place but it's the next morning and jane is looking really hungover yeah she's gotta get at the bottle of water um and starts chugging it right by her window which she opens and right at that time joe and richard are coming down the stairs and they're talking about jane talking about jane and it's clear that uh, richard has spent the night and gotten dressed in joe's apartment Mm-hmm. And so basically they're shit-talking Jane's line, her designs. They're basically saying they're terrible. Yeah. And, um, and, then she, and then Joe's like, you know, I used to be friends with her. Maybe I can talk to her. What? And tell her, like, I'm sleeping with the man you were supposed to marry. And, oh, by the way, you're a shit designer. That'll go over really well, Joe. Yeah. What was Not- she, she going to say? Like, hey, I just want to say, can we be friends even though I've now done, like, the worst things possible to you? Yeah, and oh, by the way, you're a crap designer. Uh, why does she think this is a good idea? I don't know, and it is not. And this is the moment that brought me back to the show and watching it in real time. Oh, I should have guessed that, but yes, it makes sense. Okay, so Joe is like, maybe I should talk to her. We used to be friends. Well, I didn't realize when she said that she meant right now. Yeah. It wasn't even, so So Richard is like, oh, I forgot the car keys, I gotta go back up. So, but it isn't even like Joe has a moment where she thinks about it and says, oh, well, since I'm right here waiting, why don't I do it now? It's like, she was pretty much always just gonna knock on her door right then and do it, and say something. Yeah, so she just sort of, like, flounces up to Jane's door and knocks on it, and Jane opens it, and and before Joe can even get a word out... Wait, we gotta wait, we gotta wait, we gotta wait. I'm here. Okay. I'm back. Before Joe can get a word out, Jane just sort of like pulls her arm Clocks her. Clocks her right in the mouth. It's amazing. (laughs) And so this is what happened. This was how they promoted that week's episode. They showed that scene ahead of time. And we, my family, we ate dinner around like 8, 8.30. So that would have been the time Melrose was on. Wow, you ate late. But we weren't. Yeah, we got home late from school. We yeah, we ate late, um, and but we didn't watch Melrose. 
And my dad had seen the ad, and he's like, oh, someone punches Daphne Zuniga in Melrose Place tonight. We got to watch. So instead of watching The Nanny, we watched that episode of Melrose, and that was how I started reacquainting with the characters and the storylines in this specific episode, which was, like, slightly confusing, but also new enough to me to be like, oh, what's going on? Um, and wait. we did Wait, wait. Wait. So much to unpack here. Oh, okay. You watch Melrose Place with your parents? Oh, uh, yeah, when we had dinner. <laughs> yeah. From 95 through uh, 97, we would watch that as we ate. And how old were you? Uh, 16 at that time. Okay, because for some reason, like, I just kind of pictured, like, teenage Doug, like, hiding out in his room. I'm going to watch Melrose Place. Like, not not watching with your parents. No, we didn't hide. Uh, first of all, I didn't have a TV in my room. But secondly, um, no, we would, like, watch stuff together. We would watch movies that had, like, sex scenes and, like, really violent stuff. Um, together as a family. Yeah. Fascinating. Fascinating. Because this is just, like, one of those shows that, like, my parents would never watch. Like, well, you would never the catch thing. them watching this. That was the thing. And my mom hated, hated, like, nighttime, daytime soap operas. They were always just trash to her. So she, we would we would never watch them. But this whole thing was, like, uh, so we would never watch any kind of soaps together. Um, but this was like an anomaly that like we all sort of agreed like was just too much fun to not watch and not watch together and my my each of my parents had like seen enough of the cast members from other things that they knew them that it was like fun for them to watch and see what they were doing now wow this is crazy this adds a whole different layer to our melrose watching now you mean how we talk about how we watched it the first time around? No, I just think it's sort of interesting because, like, okay, I mean, I guess, I guess, like, our age difference is never noticeable, too, until we get to this point, right? Like, you're in high school watching this, and I'm, yeah. you said this was 95, right? Yeah. I am out of college at this point. Wow. Like, I'm but done with college. Like, I graduated. You're like, new, you're, like, newly out of college by yeah, then, right? I am, yeah, I am, like, I am, like, yeah. slightly younger than the characters on Melrose Place. Yeah, as we learned, um, Michael is 29. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess a little bit more than slightly, but, so, like, yeah. I, I'm out of college, and, like, you know, and when I, and I, I stopped watching this because I couldn't afford to have a TV. Do you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? You didn't work at Shooters, otherwise you could have afforded it. I know. If I worked at Shooters, I could have afforded a TV. Um, yeah, Melrose, for me, started when I was in junior high, and then I watched it through. It ended halfway through college for me. Amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing. And so, like, you know, the idea that, like, what, because, like, I obviously didn't watch it with my parents because I didn't live with my parents. Um, you know, like, when it came on, I was in college, and I would watch it when I was home on break um, or if I, had a t if I ever had a TV that had, like, service because I certainly didn't have cable. Um, but, like... I was always watching it by myself or like maybe with a friend if we were hanging out. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And sometimes I would have like mini parties and have people over because I don't remember exactly when it happened. But once I, I started rewatching it with this episode, that was when I needed to find ways to like catch up to what I missed. And as I caught up on the great years, I was mad at myself for having missed it the first time around. And it like grew into an obsession to like, know it and never let it go again 
Wow. And that was, I feel like the episode that we're talking about tonight is November 95. And I'm pretty sure that it was my, like, Christmas break from school that I found a couple of those books that had been written that basically summed up the plots from the, the first couple seasons. And I think that's when I really schooled myself and became an expert and said, I will, I will never let you go again. <laughs> so basically we're talking like almost 24 years to the day. Wow. Was... Wow. God, God, I'm old. Crazy. Yeah. But you know what? You'll never be as old as me. <laughs> that is how it works. Yes, it is. Okay. So, Jane has punched Joe right in the face. She's got a bloody lip. She knocks her to the floor. And um, Joe tells Richard to do something about Jane because she says Jane's out of control. So, yeah. it looks like maybe Jane's going to get ousted from the business. Who knows? But I, I feel like there's some... I feel like some wheel got sort of, like, put in motion here. Well, yeah, and now Jane is kind of out of control because her next plan is going to be even more ridiculous. Yeah, what a dumb plan. Her next plan is so ridiculous that even Allison is going to be like, you're not thinking right. Yeah, basically. Like, Allison is totally judging this plan. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go to Shooters, where Matt's already working. Um, and he asked Jake about joe and and jake says something about no shelly's my girl now because she doesn't drag me down yeah um, it's, it's something ridiculous yeah. yeah it's like really weird and then so an order comes in a, a meat order i guess it comes in cod and the dude's like okay i need money and jake responsible business owner is like i don't know how to write a check <laughs> yeah wait it's like oh that's she that's shelly's thing i don't know i don't know how to do this shelly's got everything on the computer i don't know how to write a check like really jake like what did you do all of those months before shelly showed up between you know like what anyway all, all of those like years before when you ever had to pay for something yeah. right like what were you doing Okay, so Matt's all like, well, I'm kind of good at computers, right? Remember, Matt changed great, you know, changed the DUI, and so yeah. he knows his way around a computer. Matt really knows how to log into things on yes, the computer. Yes, he does. And so he says, maybe I can help you. And so Matt and Jake go in the dimly lit office and fire up the old computer, and, and Matt's like, hey, what's your password? And Jake's like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. I, it's not clear if he know if he means I don't know what the password is or what a password. What is. a password is? Yes, we are questioning that. Um, and so basically, Matt is suspicious because Matt's kind of like, why would the? Because I think Jake says something like, why would I need a password? And Matt's all like, that's what I'm wondering. Which now we don't have to wonder. We don't have to wonder for long. <laughs> Matt can do the wondering for us. We're gonna now be in the know. Because right after this scene, we go to the inside of a bank vault inside a, um, what's it called? Uh, the, where you have the drawers of the safe deposit, safe deposit box room. Um, wait, wait, wait. Are you back? I'm here. Okay. I'm back. Um, we go to the bank, safe deposit, in the vault, safe deposits. Shelly's in there and she's putting cold, hard cash. It looks like three bills, though. It doesn't quite make sense into a safe deposit box that is loaded with cash. So she's been skimming. Yeah. Taking think, the money and running. Yep. She's she's been robbing poor Jake blind. Um 
so at D and D now, um, I guess <laughs> the uh, the honeymoon is over. D and D. And D and D, where where Alyssa goes, they have the worst security ever. Yeah, they do. <laughs> where Jane is bringing lunch to Allison because the honeymoon is over, and um, and Joe is telling Jane, Jane is telling Allison about how she punched Joe, and she's like, she had it coming. Um, and this is where Allison is kind of like trying to be the voice of reason with Jane, like maybe you should back off. Maybe you should leave this alone. But Jane's like, Jane is on fire. There is no way she's backing off. And she's basically like, the way I'm going to win Richard back is I'm going to get him jealous. And I'm going to, and I know exactly, you know, who to use to make him jealous. And basically, so, 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 yeah. okay. When she said this, were you like doing the roster of guys on the show in your head? Or did you already know where this was going? I kind of did a little bit of the roster. And then I was like, it's got to be Michael. Yeah. It's got to be Michael. So basically, she wants to use Michael to make Richard jealous. I don't know if that's going to work. Spoiler alert, it's going to not work out. Yeah. It just in seems in, like a in really multiple idea. ways, it's going to be disastrous. Yeah, just really not a good idea. And so, like, as if to sort of, like, set this up that is, it is going to be an absolute disaster, the very next scene, um, we're <laughs> at the beach house, and Sid comes home, and there's wine, and there's candles, and she's like, whoa, what is all this? And Michael is basically like, Sid, I got the blackmail tape, and he throws it into the fire, and, yeah. you know, and, and she, and, she, and then he, like, she tries to, like, make a move to pull it out, and he, like, grabs the fireplace poker, and he's, like, swinging it around. I mean, it's kind of, like, honestly, if this was, like, present day, like, right now, this is, like, such a Me Too moment. Yeah. I mean, because he's, like, he's, like, threatening her with the fireplace poker. Yeah, it's very toxic male. Yeah. Yeah, wicked toxic. And... And so basically, like, she's, like, on the couch, and she's, like, kind of cowering a little bit. And then she's, like, okay, fine, Michael. I get it. Pack up your things, Sid. You're out. And, <laughs> and, and he's, like, you know, she sort of does that. And I'm, like, laughing because it's so classic, Sid, and it's perfect. And she's, like, I know, I know. Pack up your things, Sid. Time to go. And then he was, like, no, you know what? I'm sitting flush because of you. I don't mind having you around. Exactly. Now, those are just the words Sid's always wanted to hear from Michael. Actually, it's probably close to what she expected. <laughs> yeah, basically, yes. She's going to take it. And he says that she can stay, and they kiss. And I was kind of cheering at this point because I'm like, look, Sid, you got what you wanted, and you didn't have to blackmail anybody. I mean, it kind of worked out. Totally worked out for her. So yeah. anyway, you know, I think it was a really great scene because, once again, like, Laura Layton is awesome, and this character is just bananas and we love it um but this is totally setting this up because now there's going to be yet another clash between jane and sid over michael i anticipate because of what jane is doing um your deduction skills are good uh, it's like i'm shaking a magic eight ball over here um so back at melrose place the pool <laughs> is now being cleaned there's there's a there's a dude cleaning the pool. The pool guy, a new pool guy. New then pool we see guy, and uh, Kimberly's like kind of looking him up and down while she's knocking on Matt's door. 
Yeah, on whose door again? Yes, Matt's door. Yes. Matt. If you remember, door. these two are not friends. <laughs> no. But it seems like she's come with a peace offering. She's giving him all of her old med school notes. Um, and and then she offers to take him to lunch. This is all very weird. And Matt's kind of like, uh, you did blow this place up and nobody can get past that. Yeah, because wise what was, man. What was she complaining about? Nobody wants to be her friend. Yeah, yeah, she's very lonely in Melrose Place. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you did try and blow the place up. Um, so he's basically like, yeah, no lunch for you. And so, um, so the pool boy ends up asking her out to dinner, and it looks like she is going to say yes. Yeah, she's walking right back from uh, from Matt's apartment, and he goes, "I get off work at five o'clock. I'd like to take you to dinner." And looks like. They will. And it looks like they will. Back at the beach house, Michael is sleeping. Uh, Sid's nowhere to be found. The phone rings. It's Jane on the other end who says she has a birthday present for him that she didn't get a chance to give to him and didn't want to give to him because there were so many people that nobody knew at Michael's party. And um, dinner's on me. Um, And so while she's making this call, Allison's sitting there. And it looked like she had a glass of wine in her hand, too, in this. Was that... No, I thought it was a mug, like a coffee. Oh, maybe it was a mo- coffee mug. Maybe it's a coffee mug. And um, and Allison's there watching the whole thing and kind of looking askance at Jane while Jane is doing this little dance with Michael. It, uh, honestly, that scene already has made me nostalgic just for Allison's temporary blindness when she was staying with Jane. That was nice. That was, what, five episodes ago? Yeah, just about six, maybe. Seriously, yeah. it was the beginning of the season, wasn't it? Yeah. We're only 11 episodes in, and the blind the blind storyline felt like last season, the season before. I know, it, it has, so it has come and gone. Felt so long ago. Um, okay, so back at Melrose Place, uh, Kimberly has indeed brought home the pool boy, and it, apparently she brought him home before they had dinner because... There was no dinner. There was no dinner, and he's like, hey, I said I'd take you to dinner, and she's like, I don't want pizza, get out. And so she kicks him out. I don't under, I don't really get the point of this, except to show that she's... I, I don't know. I was just going to say, I think we skipped over the part where they just had sex. Yes, but I don't understand the whole dynamic and like what the point of this was. Just to um, show that she uh, could do it. Kimberly is like rabid and losing her mind again is kind of it. Is that where we're going with this? Because I mean, I think that ew, like just because you're gonna have meaningless sex with somebody, it means that you're nuts if you're a woman. I think this is her getting Peter out of her system. Okay. I think. Okay. Because I, I don't know, like the whole thing was just kind of like, why are we doing this? How does this propel the story forward? It really does. I think doesn't. it was like, wouldn't it be funny if everyone is having sex at Melrose Place, if, even if the pool guy has sex at Melrose Place? Oh, okay. Maybe that was it. Maybe. I mean, Maybe. I feel like, I feel like when this first happened, that's what people were saying afterwards. Like, ha 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 ha. Yeah, now they even brought the pool guy into it. Something like that. Okay. Anyway, um, Jane and Michael meet up at the restaurant. Um, she gives him back his fraternity pin that I guess he gave to her on their third on date. On their third date, yep. Um, and Michael's kind of being a jerk. Uh, and, you know, you can see, like, Jane's, like, rolling her eyes, like, 
she her heart's really not into this at this dinner right like you're kind of thinking like for a minute there i was like she's gonna back out of this because he's just such a tool but like you know nope she like she really lays it on thick there and and it and it looks like he's believing it yeah um okay so we haven't seen all that much of amanda well, we have seen a lot of midriff, but that's all we've seen in a few scenes of Amanda. Yeah, so we haven't seen a whole lot of Amanda. Um, so when we go to D&D again, Pete, it's the end of the workday, and it looks like she's there by herself, and Peter shows up at her office. Again, security flaws. Um, and he's managed to get Kimberly's sensor bracelets removed. I mean, honestly, this was like, why are we hearing about this this way? Like, he yeah. shows up to tell Amanda, well, I got them to remove Kimberly's bracelet, so she's not going to be in our way anymore. But it's like, it's like she, like, Kimberly was the one pushing for it instead of having, like, that moment between the two of them that this, this is how we're going to hear about this. Okay, fine. Basically. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and that doesn't seem to matter to Amanda. She still wants to end it. I'm not quite sure why she's really pushing to end this thing with Peter. Um, except that she's trying to, I don't know, the, the, the stuff with Jack messed with her head. She doesn't want to get involved. Who the hell knows? I'm not quite sure, sure no, what mean, her motivation is here. No, no, I mean, the truth is we don't know. They're not yeah. making it clear. And so much is not happening on screen that it's like, wait, why are we here now? This, what, why? Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. But I will say she was wearing a very shiny red silky suit this time. That's true. Um... And so Peter is like, Peter's kind of had it. He's done chasing her, and he's like, yeah, you know what? I'm done. And he walks away, and he gets in the um, elevator and basically leaves her standing there. Um, yes. Okay. Last scene. We're going to end on a cliffy, but instead of ending in an L.A. cliffy, we're ending in a Miami cliffy where um, the dad and the lawyer and the brother, Bobby – are having drinks, I guess, back at the Parisi house. And that's when um, the dad basically says, like, nobody my murders my son and gets away with it, and the dad wants Bobby to kill Amanda for Jack. So it looks like Amanda's right. got a hit on her at this right. point. Right, and Bobby's like, what are you talking about? I thought it was an accident. And the lawyer's like, no. Ain't no accident, baby. I think we lost Doug again. Haven't you? There we go. There he is. Aw. Aw. Did you miss everything? Yeah, pretty much. So I was I was like, Bobby says, what do you mean the murder? I thought it was an accident. And the lawyer guy goes, uh, no, she pushed him off the ledge at his home and then got her doctor friends to cover it up. And it's like, oh, you've been reading all the pages of the script, haven't you? <laughs> Every last one. So basically, it looks like there's going to be a new wrinkle in Amanda's life, and his name is Bobby. Bobby. But there's also going to be no wrinkles because the lawyer also goes, yeah, she's going by the name Woodward now. This is what she looks like. Here's a photo from last week. And they show the photo. Now, they have photos of Amanda from last week because they had an episode last week. This photo of Heather Locklear is, like, from her days at UCLA. It's from, like, 15 years ago. It's from, like, T.J. Hooker era. <laughs> it's not Amanda from 1995. Give me a break. 
So, well, I thought it was funny. <laughs> so there, that that's our Cliffy. So it looks like you know, tune in next week where Amanda might be dead. It could be. Could be. The show really keeps you on your toes. Yep, it sure does. So, um, a lot of stuff hanging out there. We're not quite sure where things are going to land. Um, after. Well, but overall, day. overall, are you thumbs up or thumbs down on this one? It's actually thumbs up on this one. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. I kind of think I feel like we've got some forward momentum. Like now that Jack's dead, we can do something more with that storyline. Um, the stuff with Haley and Allison, like, you know, I'm like as much as I want to see like somebody having ha- a happily ever after, because at this point, um, it looks like the best happily ever after we have at the moment is Michael and Sid. Um, yeah. you know, like as much as I want to sort of see happily ever after, um, for, um, oh, who would I, for Allison. Um, and I think happily, like, I think, I think if they did this right, Allison and Haley could have been a really great power couple in like that sort of like dynasty Carrington way. I think we lost dog. I need him to agree with me, and he's not here. I think he's not here for good. Like, I think he's like, I think he got kicked off the line. Hold on, guys. Hold on, listeners. Yes, I've lost him. I've lost him. No, it says he's here. I think we've lost each other, though. Okay, now I have officially lost him. No, I haven't. Yeah, I think I did. Okay. Hang on. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. We've got to get this back. Hold on. I found him. I was hiding. She found me. I found him. Okay. So what I was saying before you disappeared was that um, I really feel like Haley and Allison, like that relationship could have been some great sort of like dynasty Carrington sort of. and, And like if they had let it be a thing for more than five minutes, which it seems like they're not going to like, let that relationship play out for at least a season, maybe two. let them kind of be like this sort of the patriarch and matriarch of the, of, of Los Angeles of like, let that be a thing and, and see where that goes. But they're, they're not going to do, it. I think that that could have been really terrific. I agree. That could have been like the really great thing that with all this baggage on both sides could be something really unexpected and unpredictable and great. And I will say more about this. I think it, moving forward, but I do think that's a missed opportunity with what's to come. Yeah. I mean, particularly because you do have like the sort of like the daughter who's bitter and you know the 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 son-in-law who's in love with the stepmom like you've got all of these sort of layers that could have like turned into like this really interesting sort of like this uh, a, a sustained story that would have yeah, been Yeah, you've got you've got the ex-flame and the arch rival and now the rich older husband like yeah, you've got the makings of great stories. Yeah, I mean cuz like what would happen if Allison did get pregnant right. and then where would that put Brooke and what about yeah. the baby that she's carrying with Billy? You know, like there there are all of these things going on. I don't know, maybe they were afraid it would take Allison off of Melrose Place too much and all of a sudden the show is no longer Melrose Place. Like the, uh, yeah, it could be. Like the uh, only yes. like the only person allowed to live, quote unquote, off campus is Michael. Right. You know, I mean, because not even Amanda's allowed to, but Peter is. 
<laughs> I mean, you know, it just it just is really weird because I feel like this would have been a really great opportunity for them to shake it up, and this is the way they could have done it, and they didn't. Yeah, no, they're and they're basically like what I said happened on the show. Wrote it like minutes after the the ink is dry on the Mexican marriage license, they are just moving it away into a different direction. Right. So anyway, anyway. we should. Yeah, before before the computer shuts me off, we should probably sign off. Right, but we'd love to know what you guys think. Um, holler at us at Back on the Block Pod on Facebook and let us know. Yeah, let us know. And if you guys are watching along, do let us know what you're thinking. Yes. So um, I guess that's it. Are we are we Hollywood Boulevarding tonight, or or are we taking another night off from that? Um kind of on the late side so maybe we don't do a hollywood boulevard what are you thinking i'm thinking you're probably right because i got up at five this morning so i'm feeling oh a late a late morning for you yeah yeah (laughs) but um but i do want to sort of throw out there doug i tried i tried i tried my damnedest to watch some christmas movies and you didn't succeed no okay well I watched the beginnings and ends of a couple of them and didn't watch the middles. Like the hot, like the Hallmarky ones, like, like the lifetimey Hallmarky yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, and I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Like there was one on Netflix which was like the Christmas Inn or whatever about that, the the San Francisco, the 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 woman from San Francisco that like is like this high powered career girl and then she like wins an inn in like the outback of Australia and she like goes there and falls in love and yeah no I mean I got through more of that than whatever I was watching on Amazon that honestly I could not even begin to tell you what it was about oh I didn't even know that they had original uh holiday movies on Amazon yeah it seems like all of these networks are sort of starting to try like all these streaming services are sort of I mean shouldn't come as a surprise yeah trying to sort of like move in on Hallmark's turf because let's face it how much longer can Hallmark hold it true um so 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 there have been more um yeah there's been more yes oh I remember what Okay, it was the Thomas Kincaid one. So I guess you know oh, that yes, the God, all, the mall painter. Yes. You know, you, like he's got like those terrible. I'm sorry, I shouldn't call art terrible. Everybody has a different <laughs> hyper realistic kind of like bucolic, really extra, extra white scenes. Um, like Thomas Kincaid, the guy, like like they sell his shit in the mall. Um, right. Artist. Well, apparently he also like produced movies, or his his like legacy business produces movies, and so he's produced this like weird movie about like you know, and of course it's like citified girl goes into the the forest and like finds love with like the lumberjack, you know, and she leaves her city slick boyfriend behind, and this was kind of it, and there was like you know a child who fell into a ravine and sprained her leg and there was a dog <laughs> and there and there was like you know and they like oh it was called the christmas lodge yes that's what it was the christmas lodge thomas kincaid presents the christmas lodge because it's like this old lodge that like lumberjack man is like rebuilding and she used to like camp there with her family when they were young anyway christmas lodge yeah guys i tried it i tried it for you so don't do it you don't need to do it i've already tried it it's terrible do you think you'll try again next year no not that one okay if you see well, Thomas, no, I, no, if you see Thomas Kincaid presents, just run the other way. 
Yeah, there's other things I will, uh, I will, I will, I would rather make room for. Yeah, I mean, I will try again another Christmassy sort of thing. I think, um, you know, because I, I mean, it just seems like something I might enjoy, but so far, no. I understand. Uh, yeah, uh, there was nothing that compelled me to watch from start to finish. Yeah. That's so some hard shit, year. man, because I don't know. I don't know. People, some people swear by that Hallmark crap. I know, and, and I respect it. I, uh, I long to, to be one of those people someday. So were you watching Hallmark proper? Yes, I was recording movies off of Hallmark proper, and I would watch the first couple minutes, and if I felt drawn in, then I would say I'll watch them. Um, but I was not drawn in to keep watching any of those movies all the way through. Yeah. I mean, so I just watched the end to make sure what happened, but that was going to happen, happened, of course. Of no. course, yeah. And the thing, I also think, like, the thing that gets me is, like, the acting in these things is always, it's like, it's like Disney Channel, like, that mm -hmm. sort of, like, you know, the kid, the kids boppy sort of acting, like, it's really broad and hammy. Yeah, kind of stilted, yeah. Very stilted, and, like, and the and and even even the production like the production quality just seems like a little too bright. Um, it's very like especially this like Thomas Kincaid movie was like bad scenery like bad bad scenery like I think I think um, iCarly's sets were better, um, mm. and I'm talking about the sets that the iCarly kids built for their their online their YouTube show or whatever it was back in the day what they would call it. I mean, like, there's, like, this gulch that the kid fell down was just, like, their their forest was ridiculous. It was laughable. And, like, the lighting always seems off. It's always, like, TV, it's, like, TV and Walmart. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like, you feel yes. like you're watching these people act yes. in a Walmart. You know, it's, like, it's yeah, just... Yeah, it's, it's very just, well put. Yeah, it's just, like, the, the acting is bad. The production values are bad. You almost expect to see a boom mic hanging in the middle of the picture. You know? <laughs> You yeah, know, no, it's true. <laughs> You're like, oh, they're just sort of pantomiming this, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's just truly, truly, I, you know, so it sort of, like, even goes beyond, like, that sort of saccharine story where you're just like, oh, I can't take the saccharine story. But because I haven't watched the Hallmark proper, is Hallmark like that as well? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. It's, the, it's bland, yes. Yeah, okay. So I guess it's kind of like, you said bland, I mean, right? Like, that's what they always, like, do with food. Like, they make it bland so everybody will like it. Um, uh, yeah, and and I got to a point where I said, no, I have to make room for all of the, the other year-end feature movies. Uh, you know, it's awards time and whatnot. So I've been watching those. Cut to next week when we'll talk about some of those and uh, our reactions to the Golden Globe Awards. Oh! because those are coming up. Yes. So, um, we will be back. We'll definitely be back next time with Hollywood Boulevard. Absolutely. So, until then, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Karen, and Happy New Year, loyal listeners. We will see you in 2020. Holy crap. 2020 on the block. Bye. Bye.